Hello there, and welcome to Opinionated Science. My name is Susie Lawrence, and I'm the digital content producer here at Technology Networks, and today I will be your host. In this episode, I'm honestly beyond excited to tell you that we'll be joined by Dr. Armin Balboni. Oh my goodness, it's an incredible episode all about vaccines. We discuss everything from needle-free vaccination through to the production of HIV vaccines, RSV vaccines, Ebola vaccines. You are about to be completely hooked. The episode you've clicked on is actually one of our sneak peek episodes, though, which means that although you can't listen to the full episode here, you'll get a little taster. Think of it like a starter to the main podcast. So I guess you're now left wondering, well, how do I access the full podcast? Well, you can do it for free using the link that we've left in the description of this podcast. So go ahead and give it a little click. But in case you are still here, I'll let you listen in on what's to come if you do click that link. So enjoy. Nice. Um, from that actually really nice link, I really want to ask you, do you think that we'll see needle-free vaccinations enter the mass therapeutics market in the very near future? And then if so, do you reckon there are any kind of technical challenges in developing and then delivering those? Yes. So again, the short answer is yes. yes. So you ask, it, you, ask a, you ask a great question um, very broadly as you should. Mm-hmm. And so um, so when you when I think of needle free, I actually also think of micro needles yes. um, and uh, the kind of transdermal delivery that is already in place for for lots of things like sensing, for example, in diabetics, a great step forward has been the ability mm-hmm. to sense um, uh, uh, glucose levels without a finger stick. Yes. And so I think employing some of those technologies um, for a delayed delivery um, could be really interesting, a depot like delivery, um, because as as you probably know, I can't I can't really think of many vaccines, if any, the vast majority of vaccines that we employ now need to have a prime and a boost strategy. And so this prime boost strategy can be accomplished in a number of different ways, including a depot um, formulation. So maybe that is um, where you have uh, uh, a a microneedle um, kind of reservoir that Mm -hmm. sits someplace and delivers it slowly over time. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one way to certainly do it. Um, uh, Maybe, uh, as we talked about before, this kind of intranasal delivery. I think that's a fantastic way to deliver. You get a a mucosal response, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit different than what you get if you get IM, for example, or Mm -hmm. I keep going to my left arm. I guess maybe I get more vaccines on that side. (laughs) Equally, you can do the the right (laughs) arm as well. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But, but, you know, that that is certainly another way to think about it. there are certainly also ways folks are working on um, oral delivery um, where you yes. use um, uh, a conjugated vaccine uh, with with uh, a molecule that actually is a facilitated transport across across the, the gut. Um, and that also is, is a way to think about it. And, and they're showing great promise. But again, I think um, you will have folks calling out each one of those as the solution. Mm-hmm. What I would argue is that those are good solutions when they work for the indication that you want. Yes. Um, and, and so I think not every single application is going to be covered off. But absolutely, one of the one of the, the real problems, and we haven't touched on this, but maybe you will. Mm-hmm. One of the real problems with vaccines is not that we can make them or deliver them or that they save lives. But vaccine hesitancy is a huge problem. Yes. Sorry to cut you short, but if you are interested in listening to more of the podcast, make sure you click the link that we've left below. It's completely free and you'll get to hear the full episode. I hope I'll see you over there.